I want to teach you, preach to you, what, whatever you may want to call it, um, for a few minutes. Um, because it is the word that, that will set you free. It is the word that heals you. That it is the word. <clears throat> and um, so I want to I talk to you on this topic for the next few minutes. Does God really want you healed? Does God really want you healed? Does he really want you to walk in that? Or is that just a good line from a good, exciting preacher somewhere? Or does the Bible actually say that? Does the Bible give reference? Does it point to God wants you healed? Now, listen to me. I'm not talking necessarily about your physical body. I am. It includes that. But does God want your mind healed? Does, does God want good things for you? Yes. Does God really want you to walk in the fullness of God? Well, if he doesn't, the Bible is a lie. I don't have this. I'm going to give you reference. You go study, and I'll teach on it later. In Ephesians chapter 3, starting at verse 16 through 21, and it talks about the fullness of God in you. God wants you healed completely, everything, your, your, your emotions. We shouldn't be affected. We shouldn't go with every time our emotions move one way or the other. Boy, I'd be crazy as a shot rabbit. I'm pretty much there now. But man, can you imagine? That's why the Bible tells us don't walk by, that we walk by faith, not by sight. That, sight word, that word sight really can be by our emotions, our feelings. Boy, we'd be, we're already messed up, but we'd really be messed up if that's what we did. Everybody comes in every day with a different idea, different emotion. Okay, well, I come in every day with a different emotion, a different idea, okay? I mean, just, and so, so God wants us healed. About, oh, I could go on there. Let me just go. So does God really want you healed? If God doesn't want you healed, why does the Bible say he does? Do you believe the Bible? You believe everything the Bible says? Then if you believe what the Bible says by your confession, you believe it, the Bible says he wants you healed. Which leads to other questions, but we'll get there maybe later. In Exodus chapter 15, verse 26 God has given the, uh, given the promise to the children of Israel. How many of you know you're grafted into that? So when you read Old Testament and you see a promise given to them, some people say, but that's to the children of Israel. True enough, it, it was technically. But we've been grafted in there. And are, are you an heir of Abraham? Yes. This applies. Yes. Glory to God. I, like, I read that and think, my God, I go back and read those promises and they're still available. They're still today. Well, the only thing that's different from the Old Testament is the law. The promises didn't stop. We think, Old Testament, everything's gone. Do you know there's, there's lots of promises in the Old Testament for you and I today. And if, we got, if we're going to do away with the Old Testament, we, we, we miss out a lot of promises. So watch this. In Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. He says this, he says, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments, come on, there's a lot of meat right here. 
give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statutes, I will put none of these diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. Now, we know the, the plagues. Watch this. And this, he makes this statement. For I am the Lord who heals you. He, he's not a God that does, is not making a promise and says, well, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to drum up somebody who can do this for me. I got to go next door and buy a dose of it. He said, I'm the one who can do it. I promise you I want to put a plague in because I'm the God that heals you. You see, it's almost like he gave a provision in that statement that if you keep my commandments, my statutes, you, these plagues won't come on you. But God in all of his wisdom says this, they're going to mess up. So guess what? If you'll do these, you won't, be, uh, you won't have these places. But if you do, I'm a God that can heal you. Isn't that awesome? Even if you mess up, you don't follow my commandments, and I, I can still heal you. He's a God. He's, he said it. When God says something about himself, you can take it to the bank. As my daddy said, you can write that down in your little black book. Come on. When he says in Scripture, for I am the Lord who heals you. He didn't say it. I'll tell you what. I'm going to send a preacher about to heal you. If you go to a certain church, that you, you, you can get healed. No. He's the healer. Amen. He works through people. Okay. <clears throat> and John, uh, 3 John chapter 1, verse 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Psalms 107.20 says this, and he sent his word and healed them. And he delivered them from their destructions. That word destruction, uh, let me tell you about the word. Word means speech, words, or acts, his actions, okay? So he sent that word, okay? He can do it. Guess what? God will always use people to accomplish what his will is on earth. The only two times that he had, and you've heard me preach it before, the only two times that he will not do that was in creation. You weren't here, were you? There was nobody here. He created everything first and then put man there, right? Fourth day. Okay, get it? He didn't need man. And in the end, in Revelation, now we're going to come back with him, but he's going to do the work. He's not, we're not needed. Come on. This is Bible. You're not needed. He, you're coming back with him. You, you've already been in him, so you're going to come back with him. But he's going to do the fighting. He's going to take, take. You're not taking Lucifer and cast him in the lake of fire. Well, praise God. We can't handle him now. We sure ain't going to be able to handle him then most time. So everywhere between those two points, he uses people to accomplish his will on earth. Every time. Every time. So guess what that makes you? An agent that healing can flow through you. For yourself or for others. You can pray for others. And you can pray for yourself to be healed. Amen? Well, this is just good stuff. And the word destruction means pit. He says, he, and he delivers them from their destructions. Do you notice, notice this? It's not from God's destruction. It's yours. You own it. Your destruction, your pit is yours. Right. Do you know you create most of the pits you fall into? 
He says that I deliver, you, deliver them from there. God won't even own it. <laughs> it's yours. You take it. But he says, I'm a God that loves you so much, I'll deliver you from your stupidity. I'll even deliver you from your ignorance. I'll deliver you for your, your intentions that were wrong. I'll still deliver you from that pit. You've you got to get who God is in your life and who, that God loves you. Okay? So he, he's that God. So does God want you healed? Well, the Bible says he does. I believe it. Look, th- th- look I don't have enough time. There's, 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 there's three passages. There's whew, many more. <clears throat> So does God want you healed? If God doesn't want you healed, why is healing listed as a benefit of God? I mean, have you had a job that had benefits? Yeah, insurance, company credit card, um, you know, company car, th- those type things. Um, life insurance, those are benefits of a job. Okay, so you're employed and you get a check, but you know, some people, when they're employed at the same business, they're at maybe a level where they don't necessarily get the benefits. Maybe that's reserved for um, upper management. They get a better or, or a benefit. Now, let me tell you about God. <laughs> you can be at the lowest of the lowest or the highest of the highest, you get his benefits, right? So benefits are, are awesome. When, when, when I would go to uh, apply for a job the few times that I did, I said, what are the benefits? What do I get besides the paycheck? Oh, it's a given. If I'm going to work for you, I'm going to need a check. Okay, that's like, all right, bam. We got to get that. that. We don't even have to establish that, Beth. We just like, I'm here, I'm going to need a check. But are there other benefits that go along with the check? Number one, anybody know what it is? Come on, somebody say it. Y'all know it. Insurance. insurance. Glory to God. We got to have faith that we're going to get insurance because we might get sick. So we want insurance. And then the next question is, how good is it? Who's it? Is it through Blue Cross Blue Shield? Or is it through this? You know, we, we, we got our, our wants, you know. And so we go through and we want to know where the benefits come from. And then, well, is, is that all? Do, do, you, do you offer life insurance? Benefits are a big deal. I'm making a point because God has benefits. And so we, we're like, yeah, benefits are good. You come to me and you talk to me and say, Pastor, look, I'm thinking about taking this job and, and it pays this much. And it's, it's about what I make now, but I've got to move. And so I start thinking about, well, how much is it going to cost you to do this? Now, what are your benefits now compared to what the, are they going to be? Come on. Now, there can be benefits of like insurance. Do, do I get a gas card? Do I get your card? I got to drive my car. If I drive my car, do you pay for the upkeep or do I pay for the upkeep? These are benefits, right? Don't you like to know the benefits? See, you're so busy, you spend more of your interview time talking about the benefits than you do about how much you're going to make. Come on, because you knew you were going to make something. But what are those benefits? God has benefits. 
Did you know that? Did you know that it lists in the Bible that God has benefits? You know, we're going to talk about, I think it's five or six benefits that God has for us. Isn't that awesome? So you can say, okay, right off the bat, we get saved. Boom. What are the benefits? Come on, watch this. Here's some benefits. Psalms 103, verse 1. It's a psalm of David. He says this, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, watch this, and forget not all of his benefits. Isn't that awesome? Now he starts listing the benefits of God, and you're going to like this benefit plan. You're going to want to go to work for free because of the benefits. Here's some benefits. Verse 3, who forgives all our iniquities. That's a benefit of God. He forgives you of your iniquities. I thought we was already saved. Well, you can get saved and, and be dabbling in iniquity. He says, I forgive that too. See, when you get saved, you're saved. You're not partially saved. You hear me? You, you don't get, come here and say, well, I'm, I'm going to save three quarters of you today. And you come back in two weeks and I'll get the other quarter because you're a bad case. No, you're saved all the way. You get saved completely. Amen. Glory to God. So, forget not um, who forgives all of our iniquity. Who's doing the forgiving? God. Why? Because it's a benefit. If you go to the employer and say, is there health insurance? He says, nope. But you go to a, a, another employee and say, are there benefits? They say, yeah. Well, can you give them to me? Mm, I can't give them to you, but they're benefits. We don't have any authority to give you benefits. He, he don't have any. She don't have any. But they tell you they are. We walk around confused a lot of times about God's word, and the devil says, well, he can't give them to you. And God's word says it's, they're his benefits. And if he owns the benefits, he can give them to whoever he wants to. And one of the benefits is you can be saved. If you don't think you can be saved in this house, you, you, you've been in wrong teaching. You, wherever you've been going to church, you quit going to church there. And you start coming here or to a church, it'll teach you different. Because anybody can be saved. Whosoever. Okay, let's move on. Okay, that's not my message. The latter part of verse 3. Who heals all of your diseases. Do you know healing is a benefit of God? Well, praise the Lord. Who would want to sign up for that benefit? Come on, when you, got, when you got born again, when you came into Christ, you got his benefits. And that was he saved you. And guess what? You can be healed. It's already done. All right, watch this. That's two. Uh, verse four. He is also a God who redeems your life from destruction. That pit, that's a benefit. Aren't you glad that God looks down and says, they're in a pit. I didn't do it, but they're in a pit. Matter of fact, they made dumb the choices and they got in the pit. But one of my benefits is I can get you out of the pit. Praise God. Anybody in here ever made a dumb decision and the minute you signed up, you said, oh, Lord, why did I do that? What was I thinking? Problem was you wasn't thinking. Okay, that's the problem. You wasn't thinking. Praise God. We have a God that loves us so much says, I'll get you out of that. See, here's, here's the difference between God, God's love and God's benefits and our benefits. I'll help you as long as you help yourself. You, you ever made that statement? I've made it. 
going to help you as long as you help yourself. And the minute you act dumb and stupid, I ain't helping you. Thank God that God is not like us. He said, I know that's a dumb mistake, but guess what? I can still deliver you from it. Let me move on. You're liking this so much, i got to move on. Verse 4 says, who redeems it from life and destruction? Who crowns you, watch this, with loving kindness and tender mercies. That's a benefit. You get crowned with loving kindness and tender mercies. Glory to God. Some of you need some, to be crowned with some tender mercy so you can give it. Verse 5. Who satisfies, watch this, your mouth with good things. He's not talking about a good banana or a good piece of fruit. He's talking about that satisfies because, see, the Word of God says that our, our stomach is filled with the produce of our mouth. In other words, that stomach is what takes things and digests and sends all the good stuff to the right parts of the body and creates uh, iron and all that stuff. And I'm going to get off on something. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but... But it takes and processes food and sends all the good amino acids here and there and takes this bad out and good cholesterol and send it here and there. And that's amazing in itself. Amen. I don't even know what cholesterol looks like. God says there's good and bad. I'm thinking, what? And your body knows how to do this with it and that with it. Oh, man, this get exciting. And he says that, that he satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like eagles. I got revelation of this scripture. That's why when we were snow skiing, my son, he would go down these blacks. And he said, Daddy, I went down that one right there. And boy, it looked bad. And I went down this one right here. And in my mind, I said, you can do that. I took another look. And the other part of me, the God part of me said, hey, stupid, <laughs> you can't do that. I was renewed here, but I wasn't renewed here, <laughs> okay? <laughs> I'm waiting on that benefit, all right? And, you know, your knees hurt and this hurt, and then someone comes up, the more wise people, and say, well, your knees hurt because you got about extra 25 pounds on you. You know what we do. Then I start looking them up and down trying to figure out what can I find out that's wrong with you. <laughs> the tender mercies and loving kindness has left me, okay? I'm not interested in that benefit at that moment, okay? <laughs> so there are benefits to God. So if he does it, won't you hear? Why is it in the Bible? Why does he say it in the Bible? And why, if he does it, won't you hear? Why is it a benefit of his, okay? And thirdly, if God doesn't want you healed, why would he be beaten and tortured so that you could be? If you're going to beat me with something, there, there needs to be a pretty good reward. Anybody ever signed up for a beating and you knew there wasn't something good coming out of it? Even a person that's running from the law doesn't sign up for that whooping you're going to give them if they don't act right. Are you with me? God looked way beyond the current circumstance, the situation that was happening to him and said, 
I want my people healed, and this is what it's going to take, so I will endure because I'm looking for the prize at the end for my people. It wasn't for him. He could have went back to heaven. Said, man, boy, they're going to be in pain the rest of their life. They're always going to be sick. But it's if he wants you healed, if he didn't want you healed, why would he have taken these stripes? Watch this. 1 Peter 2.24 says, who himself bore our sins in his own body on a tree. In other words, on the cross. That's important too because it gives us the, the, the place and where all this took place on the cross. That we having died to sins might live for righteousness. Watch this. And by whose stripes you're healed. By whose stripes you were healed. By whose stripes you're already healed. By, by whose stripes. Where? At Calvary. Listen, it's important. Matter of fact, the stripes happened a few hours before the dying on the cross. The stripes happened when, on the whipping post, okay? When Christ was on the cross and he uttered the words, it is finished, that completed your healing and your salvation. Do you know a lot of times when you read healing and salvation, they're coupled together in the same verse or within the same context of verses? Nothing else is. More than that, I'm saying. There's other things. Nothing is coupled. You're healing with salvation. Because it is finished. When he said it's finished, he meant you're, you're not waiting on it to show up now. See, we're not a bunch of pawns sitting around in a sick ward somewhere waiting on God to show up and heal us. That's not the plan. It's already been done. He's by your stripes, we're healed. We're waiting for a manifestation, but while we're waiting, we're not in a sick ward. We're walking in faith that he's already provided what his word says that he provided. We're walking out that faith. Same thing happens here up. We get put out. We get disappointed in people. And if we're not careful, we let that build. And that becomes, uh, air quotes, a, a, an emotional cancer that will, that will grab your thoughts and emotions and begin to squeeze them and form an opinion of who you think God is because he hasn't healed you. My grandbaby has putty, and she wants to make things. I'm not a very good artist. and I don't draw very well. I don't stick people's about it. You know, I mean, that's it. But she has some toys, some things that you can stamp out like stars and Dolphins and man, and I find myself, man, this looks so good. And you want to peel off the play doh and the putty, right? Make it look perfect, like you did something. <laughs> Didn't do anything. What I do? I took what was already existent and stamped it on something and made something good out of it. See, that's what God does. He takes what's already there. When we walk by faith and He stamps it, it's already done. It's complete. You don't have to work anything up. Okay? So the, but the devil will get in your head and make you think that you're just waiting on God. There was a country song once. 
waiting on a woman. Brad Paisley. Now, when that thing come up, song come up, I'd cut that off if my wife was with me. You're not waiting on God. Come on. All right, let me move on. Isaiah 53, 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. There's this salvation and healing together in the same verse again. If God doesn't want you healed, why would he have taken these stripes? Why would it be recorded that he took stripes for your healing? Why would he have done it? He didn't have to. Couldn't he have just spoken the word, said, I want him to be healed from this point on, be done with this? Well, sure he could have. I mean, he's... when God created something, I think some people, thought they think it this way, that when he created everything, that he looked around and he saw something and said, well, I want to make something out of that. Like if I was going to build this building, I would have to go get a tree that already exists, cut it down, saw it into the right dimensional lumber, and build this building. You ever, in my shop, I look around and I'll tell Ethan, son, we need to make so-and-so, but I don't have the right material. It doesn't exist at my shop. So if it's metal, I go to David's shop. He's got everything. If he doesn't have it at his shop, you go down to his yard down here. He's got everything in the metal world. You know, I'm talking about everything. But in my shop, it doesn't exist. It's not there. And if it's not there, I can't create it. When God created everything, there was nothing. He said, I'd like to have some trees, some stars, the animals, and so forth. They, they weren't in the, the cattle wasn't in the back corral breeding. And he said, let me get those newborns out here, and I, that's my creation. I'm telling you this. It sounds kind of funny to us. It's been in this long time. I'm telling you this so that you understand the power that God has. When he speaks, it happens. When he says it, this, this word is his spoken word. It's what he said. It's, it, that's how powerful. It's the same power of creation. It's the same power that's available to you today. <coughs> Glory to God. Okay. Um, so we're on number three. So if, I'm going to back up. If God doesn't want you healed, why is it in this Bible? Why does the Bible say so? If God doesn't want you healed, why is he enlisted as <clears throat> a benefit of God? If God doesn't want you healed, why would he be beaten or tormented so we could be healed? If God doesn't want you healed, why did kings and prophets say he was a healer? Why did they name him as a healer if he wasn't? Old Testament Way before Acts, Old Testament, watch this. In Psalms 30, David was writing this particular psalm as well, I believe, and says this, O Lord my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. Cried out in this situation, this instance, the Greek word means to cry out and shout. That's what he said, Lord, I cried out to you and you healed me. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah 17, 14 says this. This is amazing. This is a, one of the, a great prophet of the Lord, and he says it this way. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. What confidence did Jeremiah have? He said, Lord, if you heal me, I'll be healed. Save me, and I'll be 
saved. For you are my praise. What he was saying there is, Lord, if you'll do it, you're everything to me anyway. And if you can't do it, it's probably not good for me. That's the confidence that Jeremiah had. But he's making a statement. You heal me, Lord, and I'll be healed. In other words, it's already done. God wants you healed. We, we, we a lot of times want to revert to, well, Lord, if you don't heal me, it's just your will. It's just your, well, that, now, now you're already lying to yourself. You're telling me that God's word is a lie when you say that. If God wants me healed, he's going to heal me. No, there are a lot of circumstances around healing that, I know this is going to shock some of you, that there's laws around healing that we have to break and God won't step over those. God can't do everything. He can't lie. He can't go back on his word. God can't lie. God won't break free will. He cannot break free will. If it's God's will that you be saved, you believe that? It's God's will that not just you in this church, but everybody be saved. Everybody in the world. Do you know he loves that person that's out there right now that's drunk and snorting cocaine right now on their coffee table? Got them lined up. Do you know he loves them just as much as he loves me and you? You know that? Do you know he loves that woman right now that's uh, fornicating with another man right now? Right now as we're in the holy moment of God, he loves her just as much as he loves you. Do you understand that? Well, that ain't fair. Well, isn't that something? God didn't ask you if it's fair or not. He didn't ask you to die for him, did he? No. No, he didn't. He didn't ask you. Wesley, did he ask you to die for people? My opinion doesn't matter in that situation. God loves you. God loves them. But God won't break free will. And he wants everybody. It's his will that everybody be saved. It's, will, it's his will that everybody be healed. But you know not everybody's saved. And you know not everybody's healed. But it's his will. So he can't have two wills. He's either got this one or that one. You got two wills. One of them's a fake. I said one of them's a copy. <laughs> my kids are going to be disappointed. I'm just telling me and you because they're here. They're going to be disappointed at my will. I'm leaving them everything I got, both bills. <laughs> The will. There's an original and there's a copy. I gotta hurry. Am I am I doing okay? Is, is this kind of setting in? Okay. All right. If God doesn't want you healed, why did Jesus heal so many people in the Bible? Not one time has that God went into a crowd and he did not heal everybody was there. Not, not one time that he, didn't, that he didn't heal everybody that wanted to be healed. Oh, preacher, I got you right there. There was some, he said he was in his hometown and, and he couldn't do no mighty works because they, they didn't want it. There, you just said it yourself. They didn't want to be healed. He wanted everybody healed. 
He said he could do no work because they're just lack of faith. But he, he can heal anybody. He could. Yeah. See, there's things what I just proved to you that God can't do everything. He couldn't break their free will. I don't know if I want to be healed. Guess what? They left sick. <laughs> That's so good. John 6.38 says this. Now, <clears throat> we know... Let me read it and I'll tell you. John 6, 38 says, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. That's what Jesus was doing on earth, the will of the Father, okay? So I gave you this. If he doesn't want us healed, why did he heal so many people? Because most of the time you disconnected with that statement saying, yeah, but that was Jesus. He was fully God and fully man while he was here. Matter of fact, the Bible says that he set aside his divinity as he walked. Glory to God. So, so, so he's about the Father's business. I could take you, I've talk, taken you the last couple of weeks and on Wednesday, many scriptures that it's his will that you be healed, all right? And so this is what happens in Matthew 4, 24. Speaking of Jesus, he says, Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people. How many of the sick people? Who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, all kind of stuff. And those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed most of those people. I'm hoping y'all getting it because it's on the board. I can, it's, it's right there. He healed all. All means all, and that's all all means. Not one more, not one less, just all, all. And he healed all of them. Look at the, the, the description of people that he healed. Back up a little bit in the verse. And so they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases. Just pick a disease. Just not throw it out there and bam. All right. Whatever the disease was. And torments. That, that thing that just gnaws at you. That unforgiveness. All of that stuff in your head. Torments. And those who were demon possessed. Well, I thought he cast them out. Makes what you playing on words. Cast him out, heal him, whatever. You're, you're delivered. He healed him from demon possession. Anybody ever been involved in any of that? Come on, I got two, two, three, four, okay. Israel, another message. And he, and, he, and he healed the epileptics, those that had seizures and stuff, and paralytics, those that are paralyzed, and he healed them. God is not limited when we're praying for something just for the physical or just because it's your shoulder. Everybody's got shoulders. Praise God, everybody. Maybe that is a, a moment. But if it's the shoulder, now if it's anything on the shoulder, he ain't going to heal you today. Now, if you don't have a, lip, a leg, if you have anything other than leg pain, I'm sorry, this ain't your day. Ain't leg day. <laughs> yeah, this ain't leg Sunday. That's next week. You got to come back on leg Sunday. Well, if you're up here praying and, 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 you, and you, 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 maybe we're praying for people and you say, well, the, maybe it's back issues and you see somebody that come up and they're all leaned over and all of a sudden they're straight up and you think, oh, man, that is awesome. 
But in your heart, you say, but I bet God can't heal my, a, whatever it is. I bet God can't do that. I mean, that's just a small thing for God. My thing's big, you know. I mean, it, it's a big deal here. Mine's much greater than that. They, they just was going around, you know, limped over. Mine's life-threatening. So, you know, it's a different game. And I don't know if God can do that. What God are you serving? Better yet, who are you listening to? What Bible are you reading? This Bible says he can do it all. And he done it at the same time. So they brought them all to him. And he listed all these people that they brought to him. And he did it then. There's no cancer day. No leg day. No, no arm day. No, no mental day. It's, if you're here, you won't be. There it is. He's done. It's done. Praise the Lord. Amen. I thought you'd shout me down about that. Matthew 15, verse 30 says, Then great multitudes, great multitudes, a lot of people, way more than we got here today, great multitudes, more than it's in Lake Village, a great multitude, that's what it says, came to him having with them, watch this, the lame, the blind, the mute, the maimed, and many others. And they laid them down at Jesus' feet and he healed them. All of those descriptive adjectives of those people, and he healed them. I, I know this seems elementary, but till you get this in your spirit of, of how big God is, you're never going to receive the healing because you've already elevated your situation, your sickness, to a huge, huge mountain. So in order for us to climb that mountain, we got to have and, and dissipate that mountain. we got to believe in something that's greater than the mountain. Verse 31, so the multitude marveled when they saw, watch, what did they see? The multitude came, listed all the people who was there, and he began, and, and this is what he said, and the multitude marveled at the, when the mute spoke, the maimed made whole, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. He didn't walk down the line saying, Brother, what's your problem? Hold my hands. It's all right. What's your problem? Well, tell me something. Just make up something. Nobody's going to believe it. Foot. Your foot. Your foot. Well, praise the Lord. We're going to heal your foot. You got a different problem. You've you, you, you got to, uh, what do you have? My mind. <laughs> I wouldn't have said that out loud. No, I'm kidding. It's just pretend, okay? So, no. So, I'm going to heal your mind. Let me right. heal your mind. Now, you got cirrhosis of the liver. I'm telling you what you got. <laughs> that cirrhosis of the liver. So what's your problem? Cirrhosis of the liver. Oh. It's real bad. We, we're not that sorry. You know, I didn't die for that. I had no stripes. I'm leaving her, and she's saying, see, it's, it's, I knew my problem was too big. Sometimes you don't say it. You just sit back when the Holy Spirit's moving and healing, and you sit back and say, I don't know if it's for me. I just don't know if it's available for me. What if? What if it doesn't work? What if I don't get it? What are people going to think? I don't know. All I know is when I'm sick, I don't care what you think. 
if I don't get it now, I'll go back in a few minutes. And if I don't get it then, I'll go back later. And I'll go back later. How many of you have stayed up praying all night for something in your life that need to be healed? <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, I must hurry. It's 12.02. Is healing still available for us today? John 14, 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in the doctors and the world system, what other people believe, whatever they say about me, that, man, that's a bad one right there. Oh, glory to God. That's, that's a big one right there. I don't know if that's going to work. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, meaning Jesus, the works that I do, what did he do? I gave you two examples. Start in Matthew 4. You'll read a couple examples. Go, go to Matthew chapter 8, and you'll read 8 and 9, basically. 12, 15, and just keep going. And you say, well, that was Jesus. Well, then flip on over a few pages to Acts. Start in, start in, in Acts chapter 5 and just begin to read what the disciples did. Now, at Acts 5, Acts 5, Jesus is already ascended. He's not here coaching them behind the scenes. He's gone in Acts 5. The disciples are practicing this verse right here. Most assuredly, I say to you, who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do. Who is the he? We're talking about Father. He's, he's the one. But who he, he is, who he is. Some of y'all thought I had the Holy Ghost right there speaking in tongues, but that wasn't it. The he he's talking about is the you. He will do greater works than I've done because why? He went to the Father. So he sent the Holy Spirit for us to do what? Sit around speaking tongues? Baloney. You can speak in tongues all day long. That don't give you nothing. If you can do it in the right context, people think you're weird anyway. Holy Spirit was given for us to have power. To do what? The will of Jesus. Well, what was his will? Why did he would give it so we could continue on his work? What is his work? That he went around healing people, casting out the devils, the lepers, healing all the... That's what he did. I'm losing you. He got 12. Is there a clock up here that says 12? Because I just lost you there. I'll hurry. Come on and watch this. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask, it's to glorify the Father through the Son. So in other words, if the, the Holy Spirit is on you and you pray for people and they get healed, it is not for you to get the big head. It has nothing to do with you whatsoever. He never listed the disciples right here at all. And that's who he's really talking to there. So he says, when this happens, it's that the Son may glorify the Father. Yes. So what he's given us, so what, when, when healings happen, it's not for your glory or for the church's glory. It's for his glory. And whatever you ask, verse 13, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. And verse 14, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. 
Let me repeat this. If you ask anything, comma, except for, with the exception of, if you hadn't had it too long, if you, hadn't, if, if you weren't born with it, it doesn't say that. Ask anything in my name. The last four words are very important, and I'm closing. Come piano, somebody. No, don't. Yeah, come piano. Just, just, just piano. Just piano. Last four words, what are they? Who's going to do it? What's he going to do? No, no. Come on, think bigger. Think bigger. We are big God. Big, 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 big God. Whatever. See, see the thought that we just did. Whatever. Well, now, preacher, I've been in this thing way too long. Jimmy, I pick people. That ain't going to work. That ain't going to work. God don't do everything. We ain't going to do it for you right now. I can tell you right now, he ain't going to do it for you. He just don't do everything. Well, why? Is it God's problem? (laughs) That was kind of a trick thing. No, it's not God's problem. He's not, he is not the, 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 the missing link here. I'm not telling you that you are. It's not his word. It's not God. I'm not telling that you are because I don't know everything I know about healing, but this is what I do know. God's a healer. And there are certain things sometimes we don't understand. It's not that you don't have faith. Oh, you don't have faith. But if you had faith, you didn't. I don't know if I believe all that foolishness. You say, why don't you believe that? In Luke 15, I believe it is, the woman who was uh, the, the Syrophoenician woman had a daughter that was demon-possessed, and, and she went to Jesus when he went out of his way 80 miles one direction to meet this one woman. Her daughter was demon-possessed. And the woman came up to Jesus and said, have compassion on me. And, went to, and he didn't even acknowledge her. Matter of fact, she kept nagging, if you could read into the story. She kept nagging, and the disciples said, Jesus, um, could you send her away? She's a problem. What they were wanting him to do was go on, heal her, and get her out the way, Lord. And he said this, I wasn't sent except for the lost sheep of Israel. That's what he said. In other words, I ain't come for her no way. Read the story. Blow you away. She was persistent. She had all faith in the world. So she says, but uh, Lord, I need you to have compassion on me. My daughter's demon possessed. I'm going to need you to do something. And his response to her was, hey, the food that I got, it's for the king's table it's not for you she said well Lord he said let me finish it it's not for you 
why would I give good stuff to the dogs? At that moment, most 99.999% of the people in this building would have left. Call me a dog. It ain't for me. I don't want none of that. He just wanted my offering. said, why would the good stuff be given to the dogs? Her response, Lord, even the dogs eat from the crumbs of the king's table. In other words, what she's saying is, Lord, all I need is one small, because you're so big, one small crumb from your table and I'll be healed. My daughter, watch this, my daughter will be healed. Not even me. She wasn't there for herself, but I love, I wrote in some of my personal notes, she didn't get offended. She didn't get mad. She didn't say, I'll take my toys and go home. I don't like this Jesus, no way. (laughs) Come on, she didn't. And when she was insulted twice, this ain't for you, this is for the house of Israel. She didn't get mad and leave. She wasn't offended. She said, okay, I'm pressing in more. I'll get his attention. I will get God's, I will get Jesus' attention. And then the next time, this this stuff isn't for you. She said, oh, yeah, it is. She knew she had revelation that we didn't have. There's something in him that I want and I need. I'm going to press in to get whatever it is that he has for me. And, Lord, if it it just one little thing from your table will heal me. One little crumb from your table will set my mind free, will, will heal my brokenness. One, one thing. That's how big God is. God is here to heal you of whatsoever you ask. Amen. So if you'll stand with me, I'll close.